Welcome to your first downs, the podcast dedicated to helping new high school football officials. Here are your hosts, Joel Poger and Kirk Russell from the Colorado Football Officials Association. Hey everybody, welcome to week two of your first downs, where we try to help new officials get the best start they can on the football field. This is uh, season one, episode two. I am your host, Joel Pogar. I'm joined by my co-host, Kirk Russell. How are you doing today, Kirk? Good, thank you. And before we get started this week, just a quick reminder, if there's a topic or a question you'd like Kirk and I to address on the air, visit us on the web at yourfirstdowns.com. Again, that's yourfirstdowns.com, and you can send Kirk and I a message. Kirk's on the road today, so we might have a little bit of echo uh, in in the audio, but we'll we'll try and fix that best we can. We are joined today by Mr. Jerry Latofsky. So Jerry is an assigner uh, here in Colorado, and last week we talked about you know how do you find your local association? How do I get signed up for classes? What can I expect as an official? We wanted to take the next step of that and really talk about how do I get games when you're ready to get out on the field. What is that assigning process? So, Jerry, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Joel and Kirk. It's great to be with you guys today. Thanks for inviting me. So, Jerry, I mean, I'm ready to get on the field. I'm a new official. I've done my classes. I bought my uniform. Uh, what is the next step for how do I get on the field? And I mean, you know what? Maybe even start with what does an assigner do? Let's start there. What does an assigner do? And then maybe go into how do I get a game? Well, that's a good question to start with. I think to to begin with, sports officials are independent contractors. So that's one thing I kind of love about that is that as a sports official, you, you're your own boss. You can create your own schedule. You can work at the times that are convenient for you. And you're responsible for everything about your performance. And so what the assigner is, he's, he's the in-between between the event host, which in most cases is a high school or middle school or recreation league, and yourself as the independent contractor to try and get some work. So the assigner is your person that assigns the games to wherever you can work. Great. Now, when I'm ready to get a game, I mean, I know this probably varies around the country and maybe even around the state. When I'm ready to get a game, how does that work? Well, there's many different ways you can pick up games in today's world. And with the latest technology, most assigners have a system that you can log into and and get games and get assigned to different games. And in the Denver metropolitan area, we do multiple options to get games. The very first one is meetings that you go to. When you go to your local association meetings and get togethers, oftentimes the assigners will bring their assignments with them and lay them out on tables and you can walk through and, and meet different officials and sign up for games that way. That's one way you get games. Another way, and as technology has advanced, is most assigners use a system where you can log on to websites and assign games to yourself. It's called a self-assigned feature. So this allows you to be in control and, of your own schedule and pick where you want to work and set your travel limits of how far you'll go. And you can block dates that you cannot work and even times that you can't work. And inside these systems of assigning, you can really set up your parameters so that you can let the assigner know when you're available. And you need to do a good job of that as an official. So it takes some time to learn these different systems of how you do it. And it's a little bit different for each one. Yeah, Jerry, I know you have modernized a lot of the assigning efforts in the Colorado area. And and I hope we're able to reach uh, other states outside Colorado. And even within Colorado, I'm sure there's different ways of doing things. Um, You actually assign for multiple levels of 
not just football, even other sports. And you've got it down, this, this technology you're using. I wonder if there's still some places around the country that the schools actually are directly hiring officials and they aren't fortunate, uh, fortunate enough to have a, an assigner like yourself with a system that, that is able to access that. I, I imagine you've interacted with some other states and maybe even in your previous work. Yes, uh, there's lots of different ways to get games and there's lots of different assigners. And as a young official just starting out, what you want to do is uh, is talk to your partners about how they're getting games. Just like you would just like contractors talk to each other about where they can pick up work. You learn different places of in your area of where you work and whatever levels you do. You talk about where I, where can I get some other work? A good example in Colorado, as Kirk was saying, Aurora Sports Officials assigns most of the high school events. But if you're a young official, there's other opportunities. There's other youth leagues that you can join that have assigners, and they have their own systems. Hey, Jerry, a, a follow-up to that. So we're we're on a mission here in Colorado to, to get more officials involved in the game. We're, we've seen troubles with our numbers. We've had to move games off of Friday night. And, and I know that is hard for assigners to scramble and, and make some adjustments. If I'm a brand new official and I finally figured out some of the connections I've made and I, let's say I'm a banker and I work till f- typically five o'clock, but I, I would like to start officiating and some of the sub varsity games start at three o'clock in the afternoon. And now I'm going to get assigned to a game. Maybe I've got to take some time off for work, tell my boss that I'm going to go do this. And then all of a sudden something as always a business issue pops up and I need to make a call to you to change my schedule Kirk, I think you're talking about the dreaded T word from assigners turnbacks uh, when you accept a game and then you have to turn it back for some reason. Yeah. How do I how do I avoid making all sorts of uh, issues for you or even myself in having to make that change? Mm, that's a good question, because I just like any worker think if you were a contractor and you were scheduled to go put on a new roof and then you called and said that you couldn't do it. So that's a big thing. So um with sports officiating, it's a little bit different in that it's not as big of a deal um, financially, but in terms of being able to find a replacement for you in a timely manner, that's difficult. So if you're a sports official and you need to cancel an event, the first thing you need to do is be courteous and responsible and respectful. Call the assigner that you need to cancel with and let them know right away hey, I can't make my game next week and I've got an issue that came up and I'm not going to be able to make it. If you would like me to reach out and maybe find another worker that can replace me, I'd like to offer that to you. And then let that assigner decide whether or not they want help in finding a replacement. Oftentimes, the assigner is going to be able to find the replacement for you. So don't be afraid if you need to cancel. It's more important that you let them know right away so that they can take action and do a good job of finding a replacement for you. So, Jerry, I had a question for you. As a new official, uh, we talked about this last week. Kirk and I had mentioned it. You know, I may be nervous to get on the field. And I worked with a new official last year that you know knew the rules, knew the mechanics, but was almost paralyzed by the fear of making a mistake. You know, what can you say about you know, performance monitoring and how do you kind of balance that with, hey, I'm a new official learning. If I have a bad game or a, or a you know, my first or second game is not so great, what, what do you do or does that impact, you know, future assignments? Well, now getting into the performance, this is kind of the my favorite part about it because a, a lot of people that become sports officials, one of the big reasons they do it is because they've been around the game or they love the game or they want to get exercise. So one of the great things I love about sports officiating 
is that I get to stay around the game and I get that same feeling when I'm out on the field. And what I mean by that is sometimes as a sports official, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to make mistakes every game. You're going to have lots of calls and lots of things to do. But like any good worker, you're really concerned about the things that you don't do well. And that fear of failure is a lot of times what we as officials focus on. In fact, I had a doubleheader last week in a baseball, and it was an 18-year-old doubleheader game. And these were top-level kids all going to college. And and it was uh, two organizations playing against each other. And it was really um, laid-back kind of situation. And the coach had told us that. Said, hey, it's not a big deal. We're just trying to get some work in. Everybody's getting their reps. And I went out and and worked the bases for two games, and I was working with different plate umpires, and I had a great time, great couple of games, and then the very, on the very last inning, in the last two plays of the game, I missed two calls, and it wasn't a big deal, but the the coach told me on the last one, he goes, boy, you guys really struggled in that last inning, and I said, yes, but thank you for having us come out, and uh, we appreciate it, and so I went home, and really, I've, it's all I've been thinking about, is the play that I missed and not all the ones that I got right. Jerry, I just wanted to recap real quick what I just heard you say, and that is, yes, performance is important to an assigner on the field, but equally important is the ability for a new official or, in fact, any official to be able to get on to the next play and the next call and the next game and not sort of keep that baggage in their head. Right. Jerry, every year you publish something at the beginning of every football season and and throughout the season, actually, that says, be good at the little things. What do you mean by the little things? Bad experiences can be avoided when officials do the little things. And I wanted to go over a few of these and maybe I can pause between and you guys can offer some comments. But the first, probably the first and most important thing you can do as a, a sports official is to confirm your assignment. You want to confirm your assignment with whoever the host organization is. So if I've got a football game at Cherry Creek High School, I want to make sure that I call the provided contacts there and confirm that assignment. Maybe that's an email, maybe it's a text message, maybe it's a phone call, but you want to get that communication with the home school so you can confirm your game details and build rapport with that administration. So I do have a question around that, Jerry. Um, just from a mechanics perspective, is every official calling the school to confirm that game or is that up to the referee? Because we've encouraged new officials not to take the, the referee position. So whose responsibility is that? Is that everybody or is that just the R? I think that's a, that's a good question. I think the lower the level you go, the more you want to contact the school yourself. When you get to the varsity level, collegiate level, Oftentimes, the referee is the one responsible for communicating with the school, and then he can disseminate that communication to his crew. But as a new official, when you're just starting out, make sure that you call the school. They appreciate those calls. That gives them peace of mind. So as you work your way up in football, the referee or head official becomes more responsible. And that leads us to the next point, that you want to check in with your referee, check in with your partners. Make sure that you call your partners and confirm with them. This way you can confirm transportation. You can confirm your pregame responsibilities. You know, nobody wants to show up to a game and have to work with a shortened crew. You're supposed to have four officials at the game and you only end up with three. You're working a baseball game and you're supposed to have two umpires and you only end up with one. Well, as a sports official and you just starting out, you're in control of that. 
So you can communicate with your partners and you can say, hey, where are we going to park? What are we going to do for pregame? How much time before the game should I get there? Should I arrive 30 minutes, 45 minutes? And you want to do that so you have a good experience. And those are doing the little things. So what I'm hearing, Jerry, is that even if I'm not the R, so I'm a new official, right? I'm working maybe the line judge spot in a four-man game. Uh, If I haven't heard from the referee, I should maybe be reaching out to him as a new official and not necessarily waiting for him to call me. So if I get to two, you know, two days within game time or something, haven't heard anything, I should be contacting the rest of the crew and saying, you know, asking all the questions you just brought up, where are we meeting, what time are we going to be there? Uh, are we wearing short pants, long pants, et cetera? Exactly. So Jerry, we've talked about, uh, you know, lower level game assignments and self-assign. These are games that that here in Colorado, we can go and pick So sub, those sub-varsity assignments Let's talk just a little bit about how do I get to that premier 5A game? In Colorado, our highest level here is 5A. I know in some other states, they have 6A and 7A. But man, I really want to work that marquee televised game. As an assigner, how do you make those decisions on who to give those games to and how to get those games? Um, We talked a little bit last week about maybe having a misconception that right when I get out of school, or get out of classes for new officials, I'm ready to go, right? So am, am I ready to take that five, take the field for that 5A game? And if not, how do you kind of make that decision? Good question. I think um, first and foremost is experience. The more experience you have, the more likely the assigner is to pick you for higher level events or to pick that crew of officials for higher level events. It's hard to get the experience, but that's where you start out as a lower level official. So uh, new officials don't really step in and do the premier varsity level events. They may work during the season, and if they perform well, they may get up to the varsity level. But as you grow and get more experience, that's the first thing. The second thing beyond that is to improve your performance with increased rules knowledge. And there's a lot of opportunities that officials can take to improve their rules knowledge. The first thing many of them are doing is they're joining an association like like ours, the Denver Football Officials Association, and that association offers training, film study, testing, rules study sessions, on-field mechanics classes. In addition to that, there's also camps and clinics that you can go to throughout the, the summer that are organized by colleges and, and different officials groups. And so to to get that experience and advance your rules knowledge, those are the things you need to do. Jerry Kirk talked a little bit about this last week, and that is advancing and moving up and getting the bigger games is not just about everything that happens on the field, but it's also about being a good crewmate. Can you talk a little bit about what that good crewmate concept means? We're going to look at how you work with others. So your ability to work well with others is another great way that you can advance quickly. The As an assigner, we're going to be a lot more apt to put you on an assignment if we know that you're easy to work with. You have a good attitude. You're positive. You don't let the mistakes bother you. You you come back quickly. You're responsible about your assignments. You do the little things. You show up on time. Um, you're responsible about canceling. Jerry, when Kirk and I wanted to do this podcast, we wanted to talk about all the good things in officiating, and there's a lot of them, right? I wouldn't trade this experience for the world but also talk about maybe some of the more controversial or uh, I guess maybe the darker side, however you want to look at it. When it comes to game assignments, there can be this thought process out there that it's a good old boys network, that it's hard to get those higher level games that only the same guys, you know, seem to get those high level games. Can you talk a little bit about that from an assigner's perspective? You know, officials always say that 
it's a popularity contest and it's hard to get those assignments and get up there because you have to be in the good old boy system. And, and Tom Robinson said, you know, the, I think it may be a popularity contest. And when he, when he, I said, what do you mean, Tom? He said, well, if it's a popularity contest, usually that means that the most popular officials, well, why are they the most popular officials? Well, usually they're the ones that know the rules the best. They're the ones that are easy to work with. There are the ones that are the, the most professional, that have the most experience, the most skilled. And so in some ways, it is a popularity contest. So I just wanted to, to mention that as well. Yeah, Jerry, we, we talked about that last week a little bit, that, that it, it's more than just the rules knowledge and the mechanics on the field and how you look. Um, you really got to be a teammate on that field when it's five guys against an unruly crowd. Um, I, I think those are all great comments about what it takes to be a good official. You want to be a good teammate and communication as you talk through over communicate as a new official. You, you can never communicate too much. I want to dive into a little bit more on the performance side. You know, as a, as a new official, you're going to be told you're horrible and I'm going to talk to the school. You'll never work for us again. And, you know, fill in the blanks as, as a coach might get frustrated how, how do you handle the, you're sometimes the middleman between the schools and the official. Um, talk about owning a call. And I, and I want to add to this whole thing that nowadays it's, there's so much video of your ruling and we, we talk about, you got to own the call. And if you manufacture something and all of a sudden the video shows something completely opposite, I, I think that puts a really bad mark on you and it's really hard to recover. So we talked a little bit last week about owning those calls. And if you get it wrong, you get it wrong, own it. And I guess I want to talk through you as an assigner, how, how do you view that and how do you utilize that information? You talked about the, the good old boy system or, or at least the communication within a crew and those that have been there and, and rely on an individual. Fill in the blanks there for a new guy that might hear that he's the worst official I've ever seen. Well, you talked last week about in the last episode about being coachable. And I think as a new young official, you want to be coachable. And, and the people that you work with, as you get more experience, you're going to find guys that you really like, that you look up to. And that's where you can get a mentor, somebody that you can lean on, somebody that you can talk about the bad experiences that you had or the good experiences. So as an official after the game, find somebody that you can talk to about what happened after the game. And a lot of times, this is where your post-game work comes in. So when the game is over, what can you do to improve your performance? Well, you can talk with your partners about what happened during the game. It's a great time to talk about the good things that happened and also to talk about the big plays. What happened on that interference call? What did you see? Did you have a, a cutoff? Did you have a push? What was it that you saw? Let's talk about that. And so those are things that you can do to, to help you feel better about the situations when you may have missed a call. The worst thing you can do is just deny it and think that you've got every call right. And it won't take you long out there on the football field or the baseball diamond or wherever you're at to find out that you're not going to get every call right. You almost got to be like a goldfish, like in the Ted Lasso show. You got to have a short memory. Oftentimes, as an official, you're out there as a new guy and something big call happens and man, it gets to you. Just like in, just like if you were an athlete and you had a play and you made a mistake, 
you've got to learn how to bounce back from that. And in sports officiating, that's what's a real similar about athletics. So your ability to come back and get up off the ground and and make the next play. Well, in sports officiating, you got to put it behind you. You got to make the next call and focus and readjust yourself and start over again. So um, the, the part about being coachable that you talked about last week was huge. And so uh, that's a big part too. It's amazing how quickly 30 minutes goes and we're, we're almost coming up on that time. Uh, two quick topics I wanted to make sure we address in this episode. And actually it's one of a question for Kirk. So uh, Jerry mentioned going to camps and clinics and Kirk, there's, there's sort of two philosophies out there with camps and clinics, right? We're, we're getting ready to set up the CFOA camp here in July. Um, and it depends upon what level you're at, but some people are of the mindset that Camps are not for for learning; they're for being seen, right? Therefore, I want to get out there. I want to get my name out there. I'm not going to learn anything there. I want to get in front of an assigner to get that big game. Can you talk just a little bit about sort of your philosophy around camps and clinics, and are they really an area to improve, or are they just used as again, quote unquote, one of those political tools to get your name out there? Yeah, I, I think that's a great question, and and guys have limited ability to get out. Um, sometimes it costs money to travel to a, a clinic somewhere, and I think there's a myriad of answers to that, Joel. The, the the one that, and I've been putting on clinics in uh, Colorado for years. The thing that I take away, and I I run them and I learn from them. Uh, you get you get your face in front of some guys. You hear some different things. We're sharing stuff across the state of Colorado that I feel like folks take back to their area. It's just it's just a big sharing opportunity. And and also I think the coaches start recognizing officials that take it to that level. Uh, you can get involved in some of the higher uh, college ranks by by attending these, and even national. They'll be looking for uh, guys to move up and fill spots as as officials retire and, and move out of the game. So it's all you know what you can get out of it. Um, reach out to whoever's putting on that clinic and find out what they're providing. Maybe it fits. Maybe it doesn't. And just another note around camps and clinics, too. I know that our area directors, so our leadership staff, they get emails or attendance lists of those officials that that do go to camps and clinics. And Jerry, I'm sure that filters to you, right? So you know who's trying to better themselves on the field. Yes, we do. And that's something we look to when, as we move up as and form crews is what camps and clinics did you attend? And and uh, it's not a bad thing in any at any time attending those. So it just adds to your experience. And like Kirk was was saying. So, Jerry, again, we're almost a time. Kind of the last question I wanted to, to wrap up with. And last week we talked about expectations as a new official. When I joined DFOA 12 years ago, the expectation was you didn't get a varsity game until a minimum of your third year. Now, because of shortages, we've seen, you know, late in the season, some first year officials maybe end up in a lower level varsity game. You know, what's a reasonable level expectation today to think, you know, I've I've worked my sub varsity games the first half of the season. When am I going to see that first varsity game? Is it potentially in my first year now or is it that third year? Kind of where's the mindset at? I think that in the past years ago, it used to be that you'd have to work years before you got up to the varsity level. But due to supply and demand, that hasn't been the case. I think as we're coming out of the pandemic now, we're seeing an increase in the number of sports officials. And secondly, there has been a big increase in the fees that sports officials get in the state of Colorado. And I think to get a, to do a varsity football game now, the pay is $85 plus a $10 travel stipend. 
So the pay is increased, and that's going to increase the supply. Only the officials that are really stand out, that maybe they have a lot of youth experience, and they've been working youth football for 10 years, and now they come into the high school ranks. Those guys are more likely to get a varsity game before others. It used to be we were putting guys into varsity games right away after about half of the season. And now I think the expectation should be that out of this class, and I think there's 60 new officials coming into this class, maybe 50 or 45 of them make it through the the class and start officiating, that there might be one or two or three of those guys that make it and break into a varsity event. Well, guys, uh, again, I very much appreciate you taking the time out to do this second episode, Jerry. Uh, it was a pleasure having you on. Thank you for your time and your uh, insights as an assigner and, and how some of these new officials can get games. Kirk, uh, any closing words for us this week? Nope. Looking forward to the next one. Good job, Joel. Thank you, Jerry. Thanks, Joel and Kirk. See you on the field. Thanks to all our listeners that tuned in this week and spending part of your day with us. And thank you again to our special guest, Jerry Latosky from Aurora Sports Officials here in the Denver, Colorado area. Tune in to us next week when we're going to have Scott Lewis as our special guest. Scott Lewis is a uh, multi-time state championship official and the rules interpreter for the Denver Football Officials Association. So we're going to chat with Scott about the most important uh, aspects of mechanics and philosophies and rules that new officials need to know. Thanks again. Have a great week.